Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. Hey, everybody. This is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Digital. And this is an episode, a future episode of the Journey to $100 Million. So that's our podcast. It's a daily podcast where Kevin and I talk on a daily basis about the things that we're doing to grow the agency, but then also to bring digital marketing insights to you. Well, we're a company of our own and we're constantly changing, constantly evolving, constantly growing. And that means constantly bringing on new employees. And so today I want to bring on one of our newest employees, Jared McMullen. What's up, Jared? Thank you so much for having me. Happy to have you here, man. It's been a bit of crazy, uh, crazy couple weeks here, but I'm, I'm excited. I've been loving every second of it. Awesome. Well, cool. So Jared is our new social media specialist. Jared, why don't you give us a little bit of insight about who you are, what you've done in the past and, and how you ended up here? Sure. Yeah. So been in the social media digital marketing space for 15 years. I started when I was in high school, started kind of going door to door, if you want to say that, trying to convince businesses that they mm -hmm. need a website and should be on Facebook and MySpace to promote their business. And it was a long time ago and uh, was not very good at selling, but pretty good at social media. I also started a YouTube channel way back in the day and a live stream with my cousins doing some prank calls and that kind of <laughs> blew up into its own thing. And then when that blew up, companies were actually reaching out to me like, hey, you seem to know what you're doing. Could you just kind of handle our social media for us? So without naming too many names, did a lot of small businesses all the way up to like large corporations, celebrity type of clients and did a lot of freelancing. So when kind of COVID hit a couple years ago, was focusing a lot of my time on freelancing and part-time work. And then it just became a lot of doing a lot more selling and invoicing than actually having fun, which is social media stuff. So came across you guys and was yep. like, oh, this is just all I do. Perfect. Wonderful. I could just do this all day. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you get to have fun with the social media and I get to worry about like invoicing and all that yeah, kind of stuff. You, you know, it's not really fair anymore. anymore, man. No, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> All right, so hey, let's 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 back up a little bit. So you talked about your YouTube channel. So what you were doing there was had nothing had nothing really to do with social media, right? I mean, no, it was, not it, was at all. it was just a live prank call show. So it was called uh, Friday Night Cranks, and every Friday night we went live. It started off with two people watching of my friends, and then it grew into 30,000 concurrent viewers. This is back wow. in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So that was a pretty big deal at the time, since uh, I was kind of the only person that I knew that like what live streaming was and you needed a computer, you couldn't watch from your phone. I think maybe, I don't even know if like the iPhone did streaming, like live streaming yet, uh, viewing, but it was just a crazy time and it had nothing to do with social media, but we were just building an audience and we had a very engaged audience. So we Got had, it. like I said, the 20, 30,000 people, but we also had them all chatting at the same time. So the chat was just bananas. People were sending in requests. We opened a merch store so a lot of companies were like we just want to do what you have already so just go do it because we don't want to figure it out got it okay so so it wasn't just youtube you were promoting your videos with social media that was the link where people saw well it looks like jared and his buddy know how to do social media so maybe they can do our social media yeah so i think twitter was still like pretty young i think i got an alert from twitter that that account was on twitter for like 14 years or something like that wow so a year in we were on twitter and we moved our chat to twitter and there were a few services where it kind of made your own little chat room and people would type but it would tweet uh so we were live 
we kind of moved the chat from a crazy blown up chat to tweets and we were kind of controlling trending topics for a little bit because we would just kind of decide, hey, everybody tweet this, and then you'd have thousands of people all tweeting at the same time, this specific hashtag or something, and then we started, uh, we were trending like every week and it just became like a joke. So we were getting a lot of exposure that way and companies now obviously would pay big money to be yeah. trending and it's a whole thing. So companies were like, how do you do that? And I'm like, we just tell these people to do it. So <laughs> I'll help you build an audience and go from there. That's awesome. Now, what, what made you kind of wind that down? Yes, yeah, so we did about 425 shows in nine years, uh, two hours each. So I missed a lot of Friday nights, like concerts and movies and stuff. So I think we missed maybe nine shows. And those were one because I was in a car accident. My Ooh. cousin got food poisoning once. So it was like very, one was for your funeral. And um, yeah. And then it just kind of got to the point where we're doing it. And then a lot of the requests that were coming in just looked the same. I'm like, we already did that. I tallied everything up. We did over 10,000 prank calls, which is so many. It's so many. And yeah. after a while, it was like, we can't we can't innovate anymore. Like, we did everything that we could do, at least with prank calls. And then, you know, the different... Uh, laws that were being put into place, privacy laws. We were spoofing our numbers since like 2008. And now that's becoming like a, a hairy thing to do. But at the time we were like, oh cool, we could spoof our number. We could have have some fun with people. So as like it grew, also kind of the liability started to go sure. up a little bit. And I was like, all it's gonna take is one little mess up or one person that doesn't think it's funny. And then thankfully we kind of quit before all this then with COVID, like our, our biggest, uh, targets at the time were maybe like Walmarts and Petco and big stores and now that would be kind of frowned upon like prank calling essential workers and kind of wasting everybody's time so but even a couple years before that that was kind of my thought process like it's it was still funny but I think we we kind of did all of the crazy stuff that we could think of yeah okay no I get it so what what do you what do you think the impact was of doing of a social media strategy combined with the YouTube, like how do you think the YouTube would have done on its own without the social media? I think it would have done similar, but not as good. Cause we had kind of two different audiences was the way I looked at it. People who tuned in live every week or tried mm -hmm. to, and our YouTube channel was just the best of clips. So we'd take the best call or two from that week and post it. And then there were people still to this day, I get comments like, wait, you guys did live streams. And I'm like, yeah, every week, <laughs> like every single week we were live. So we kind of had two different audiences, one that would just wait every week for the call. That way they didn't have to sit through me making 10 calls that were not good. They could just watch the video know it was good. And then people that love tuning in to say, hey, could you prank my ex-girlfriend? And I'm like, yep, what's her number? Let's do it. And kind of be a part of the video that gets posted later. So yeah. it, was a, it was just really cool kind of figuring all that out as we went and just seeing, I don't know, numbers just look weird after a while. When you're just looking at numbers and data, it just, it kind of meant nothing after a while with viewers and people were like, you know, you're getting 30,000 viewers a week. Is that cool? I'm like, I guess I'm just talking to a webcam. I'm not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then once people kind of started recognizing us and stuff was when it started getting a little weird. Like I'm out getting ice cream and somebody's like, hi, you're that guy from YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, what are you doing in friendlies? <laughs> Don't talk to me. Mm, weird. It was very weird, but uh, a really cool experience. So what companies came to you, they wanted a social media. Uh, mm -hmm. I would imagine that the social media you did for them was quite a bit different than the social media you were doing for yourself. Yes. And I was still trying to figure it out at the time. So like, I just knew how to do my thing, which was kind of whatever I wanted and not really thinking, like just posting stuff on the fly, 
not really caring about spelling mistakes or errors because people just wanted to be entertained. And then when companies, they wanted to build the audience and they were like, okay, we actually need to sell stuff. We need an ROI. We need like metrics yeah. we need to hit. I'm like, oh, this is like a, a, a thing, like a real thing. Like, this isn't like a job. Thing. Yeah. So then I just started taking like Udemy courses and stuff and just really starting to figure out the business side of it and how to track what I was doing. So it looked decent. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you say that because like when it comes to my own social media, I have different standards in the social media that we do for our clients. Yeah. Like for me, it's very similar to what you were just saying. Like my Twitter, like I'll sometimes I'll blast out 15 tweets in a day and sometimes I won't tweet for 15 days in a row. Right. right? So it's like very hit or miss just because I'm like either in, into Twitter or not at that particular time. But then also like the things that go out like I don't even care sometimes, you know, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. Like there's so many different like flavors of social media these days. Like mm -hmm. for me personally, like I'm okay with things like mistakes, like you said, typos. Uh, I'm okay with like crude talk, you know, mm -hmm. to a certain extent. I don't I don't drop F-bombs, uh, not that much in, in a public forum. But, you know, like the, the, the fringe bad words, no problem for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but when you're doing it for someone else particularly for clients, like they, they have standards, right? And so we have to abide yeah. by those standards. Well, what are some of the challenges that you've had, like even identifying what those standards are for clients? Yeah, I think definitely like asking them, like finding some key questions to ask them, like, who is your audience? Like describe to me, like the person that's your audience, because a lot of people have like, you know, our audience is 18 to 35. I'm like, cool. But like, who is that person? And just kind of really trying to figure out their interests and like what their ideal customer is. And then also kind of like what their voice is, how do you want it? How do you want to be presented on social media? Uh, do you want to be very professional? Like basically, you know, the really, the really big companies, or do you want to be kind of like off the cuff and witty like Wendy's and, you know, just kind of like those types of companies. And it's cool when asking because a lot of people haven't thought about that. Like they just think, oh, you just make a post and that's it. Um, right. So it's more than just use our logo, use these colors. It's like, how do you just want to be presented? And what type of stuff do you want to present? You could kind of show behind the scenes stuff as much as you want. You can just, some people just like to sell all the time, which, you know, whatever, <laughs> that's what you want to do. And then some people like barely want to sell. They just want to build like a community and kind of worry about the selling later, which yeah. are all decent approaches, but it's just really cool to see people that, don't really have a lot of experience with social media like asking them those questions and building like a bigger plan and of course it always changes over time you do it for three months and then switch it up and then go back and switch and just yep. keep going <laughs> what are your thoughts on say uh quantity versus quality when it comes to social media posting i mean i believe if for at least companies they should be posting every day like just be out there like just get something out there because especially if you're running a company there's a lot of stuff like the day-to-day -day, like with you do post like just talking about what's going on every day. Even yeah. if, you know, you get a new book you like to read, you picked up a coffee, you like just something's going on that you could share that will interest other people. Like there are, there's like a mattress company that I've been following for years. I have no intention of ever buying from them. I just enjoy the stuff they post. And yeah, maybe one day when I upgrade my mattress, maybe I'll use them. But to me, I'm like, they're way too expensive, but I love seeing how they work as a company so maybe i should yeah. support them but it's just like i'm just like a fan of their content which is like but they're a mattress company so it's like a really weird <laughs> uh but cool thing that to have like that kind of social media caliber <laughs> you know one of the things that that i believe in is i don't spend a lot of time like dedicated time creating content mm -hmm. 
But what I'll do is kind of document as I go through my day. So like as an example, I just took a picture of me and you. I took a picture mm -hmm. of the screen. And when we're done, I'll put that out on my Instagram stories, right? Yeah. And, and I'll tag you. I'll just say, yeah, I had a great interview with Jared, right? And it's, it's not that it's like super exciting. It's not that I'm, I'm trying to sell anything. I'm just kind of like sharing something that probably a lot of the audience that people that follow me like don't have a podcast. They don't have like a journey to $100 million. So if you can share just just so like a little bit of insight into how it's done, like like even if something as trivial that I think is as trivial as like the fact that I have a laptop on a stand and there's a light mm -hmm. behind me, well, this picture will capture that, right? Yeah. And so maybe that'll be of interest to some people. Maybe just the fact that I'm talking to someone new will be of interest. Yeah. Uh, but just just sharing so very quickly. So that took me you know two seconds to take that picture. It'll take another five seconds to push that to Instagram and tag you, and I'm done, right? And mm -hmm. if, if I can do that, yeah, you know, once a day, ten times a day, as I'm going through my day, great. There's very few times that I actually schedule time to create content. And, and I think that's important, right? As like, you know, I hate to even use the word creators, but people that put out content, you know, a lot of times you don't, you just don't have time, you know, like, right. and that, that's a common objection to people for not doing social media. I don't have time for that crap. Okay. Well, you know, just, just take a picture. That's it. Just show yeah. people what you're up to. Yeah. There was an, a great example of that. There was a company that I worked with a year or so ago. They were like a boating yacht repair company. They repaired like these giant yachts cool, right? out of San Francisco. Yeah. And I said, do you have any pictures of these? Like, what do you mean? I said, do you have pictures of the yachts when they come in, like all damaged? And they're like, no, why would like, we we're fixing them. And I'm like, but just take, have anybody take a picture of yeah. this $40 million yacht coming in and send it to me. That'll be great for social media. Really? Yeah. Like people, yes, they care about the fixed finished version, but they want to see it coming in, how it looks like. And they ended up having security cameras. So I was like, can I just get the password to those and just pull clips <laughs> from there? Cause like, that is way easier. That's a great them. idea. That's yeah, even less work for them. But yeah, as, as you're telling me that, I'm thinking like you could do like a walkthrough, like, you know, uh, of the inside, a walk around. You could do before and afters. You could do so. You could have like polls, like, hey, if this was your boat, what would you change? I mean, yeah. I mean it's like endless, right? Yeah. So the amount of content that we can collect as companies, as individuals, just by going through our day and doing our thing is literally endless. It's amazing. So, like, you know, <laughs> we create so much content here at Ray Digital, it's obscene. So, like, we have the daily podcast. And we record by video each one of these episodes. So that right, like just a five minute clip, instead of doing it by audio, you do it by video. And that right there is like, if you wanted it to be, you could take that five minute clip and you could probably make a month's worth of content out right. of it, right? Exactly. If you chop it up properly and like do, do all the hacks and tricks and everything else, but just use what you have. You probably already have enough. And then if you supplement with things like just taking a picture, like I did right now, Kind of like your, your your live view into someone's life. And people appreciate it. They like it. They follow it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, what, what do you think about TikTok? It's not for me, but it is for me. So I like it in the sense of like, it. the videos are, some are hilarious. And it took like a couple of weeks of me not liking it and just going through it. And the algorithm kind of caught yeah. on to me and knows what I like. And yeah. I think at least for, if you're trying to target anybody, you know, under their age of 25 like you need to be on tiktok like you just need to be on there and there are a lot of companies that i've seen kind of go viral because they don't know what they're doing they're just posting stuff and yeah. they're trying and people are like you know a for effort you know this barbecue place in north carolina you guys try <laughs> and like that's kind of cool so i think yeah any platform that pops up where any younger generation or even a target generation is moving to like that's kind of where yeah. you need to go and that's kind of how 
our live show ended up on YouTube because people were like, could you put it on YouTube? And I said, no. And then a couple more people were like, could you put that clip on YouTube? And I'm like, man, that's so much work to go through a two hour video, cut out a clip. I don't want to do that. And then finally somebody, I was like, fine, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it. It's fine. No big deal. Post a clip. Then it started working. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like that, that's where I need to be. Yeah. Um, and same thing with TikTok. If I was still doing that show, I'd be all over oh, yeah. TikTok. Like every day, if possible. So, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I think TikTok is really interesting. It's certainly a time trap. Uh, yeah. I will find myself just checking something out real quick. And then half an hour later, I'm like, holy crap, half an hour just like whiz by. And yeah. I'm doing this the whole time, nonstop, yeah. swiping up, mm -hmm. you know. But it, it's a different feel too from, and what's interesting to me is it's a completely different feel from Reels, even though yeah. you'll see a lot of the same content between Instagram Reels and TikTok. But like TikTok is, there's a lot of news on there, which is, kind of nice mm -hmm. right because it's a news source kind of like twitter is or at least for me was i've i've kind of I've, I've definitely walked away from yeah. being a consumer on twitter and much more of a publisher uh, when i do publish but um but i used to go to twitter as like a newspaper and mm -hmm. i would find out you can find news on on tiktok so yeah. there's that there's a lot of humor mm -hmm. and then over on instagram it's less of those two things and it's more kind of like artistic like look at this cool place that i'm at yeah. stuff so it's, it's interesting there's a different feel for all these different social platforms. Yeah, it's really cool. And especially, I mean, TikTok is still, I mean, in my mind, like relatively new compared to everybody else. So when I see like reels, I'll just go through a few reels. And like you were saying, I'll go down a rabbit hole on TikTok and then have like 50 videos I want to show my wife. And she's like, this is going to take hours. I'm like, but you need to see these. They're hilarious. And then like a week goes by, she'll be on Instagram and be like, look at this video. I'm like, I was going to show you that a week ago. So not, not only have I seen it, but I've seen it a week ago. Yeah. And I was going to share it with you a week ago, yeah. but <laughs> that's hilarious, man. All right. Well, cool, Jared. Hey, I'm super glad that you're on board. I can't wait to see what you do for all of our clients and for us. You're going to be yeah. like, so a, a lot of the Array Digital and some of the Eric and Kevin social media is going to be your handiwork. So uh, we haven't quite started with that yet. Nah, but by coming. the time that this episode airs on the podcast, that, that'll probably be in place. So I'm really yeah. excited about that and glad you're here. Yeah, thank you so much. Right on, bud. All right. See ya. Are you a business owner looking to reach more customers and grow? Array Digital is a world-class digital marketing agency that partners with companies just like yours. We've worked with top brands throughout the country and love helping businesses generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Reach out to find out more about our award-winning website design, SEO, advertising, and social media. You can find us online at thisisarray.com or call us at 757-333-3021.